I'm very excited about today's guest. Arielle Astoria is here. She is a poet, an author, a speaker, a model, and a host. She started with competitive slam poetry in 2012 and you know went on from there. She's done keynote talks. She's a model. She has a killer Instagram. Just love everything that she posts. Very encouraging. Very positive, but not in a way that makes you want to roll your eyes. <laughs> it's real, honest, grace, positivity, and just just adore this woman. I was so honored that she joined me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. So I hope you all enjoy this interview with Arielle Astoria. Hi, and welcome to The Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I am your ship captain, Meredith Atwood. It's great to have you listening and for those on YouTube watching very excited about our guest today. Arielle Astoria is here. Hello, friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to talk to you. I was I was telling Arielle offline that I found her sometime in May and started following her and everything she posts, I just go, yes. Mm-hmm. And I move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I love when I have Instagram accounts, not that it's like, oh, I want everyone to agree with me and I want to agree with everyone, but right. it's just, it just feels so good when there's people out in the world that are saying things that are really in your heart too. And so thank you for that. Thank you. Thank I might you. bust into a poem, but I would not dare. <laughs> yeah. so. oh, I, fully, I fully support it. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of poetry, so that is how you started poetry. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, the short story of who you are, how you came to be a poet and, and we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, um, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, and um, I'm the oldest of five kids and grew up um, with a dad and mom who were both like very involved in ministry. Um, It wasn't until high school uh, where I went to an arts high school, um, and I studied theater and I studied like my regular day-to-day high school things as well, Um, but my days were like from 8 to 4.30, and I really loved like, oh, this art and academic space and so I graduated in 2010 um, I went towards Asia Pacific University and studied psychology and theater because again I was like practical and art you know you can't <laughs> have both you can be both and at first I went in thinking that I would do um, specifically art therapy um, for gifted children so any child on the spectrum or um, anywhere between Asperger's and autism because I, I just really I had worked a lot with kids in that space and I loved the conversations I loved the moments of like hearing them you know say sounds or, or touch you or hold you, look you in the eyes. And so I wanted to introduce art in that space. And um, 
And then the more I worked with college students, the more I fell in love with um, the college environment. So then I was like, maybe I won't work with kids all the while still doing theater, still writing. Um, so doing extracurricular things is what I called them while in college. I'm just like, yeah, these are just things you do in addition to the practical. And then I graduated um, in 2015 and nothing else really felt right except for pursuing creativity for the next year. Um, and that is what I did. And so I've been full-time as a freelance everything um, for the past like five, <laughs> six years now. And a lot of that has involved poetry, but I've always written. I've always best saw the world and my own life and experiences and, and faith and everything in between through writing, through processing. Um, I'm very much so a feeler um, of everything and all things. And so that was how I kind of grappled with myself at the end of the day. And then it became, I kind of say like my journal pages, like God kind of breathed on them and then like gave them out to the world. Oh, wow. um, and that's that's what I do now yeah that's beautiful oh my gosh so I found my I used to write poetry um, yes. in in high school so I and you're much younger than me but like the era <laughs> of me was like combat boots dyed red hair mm -hmm. fake nose ring like goth <laughs> like that was the the like origin of the coffee house right yeah and so I have all these notebooks and they showed up the other day and my daughter was like what is this? She's almost 12. And I said, nothing, nothing. And she's like, what is it? And so she's looking, she goes, oh, this is really weird, mom. <laughs> she's like, what is this? And it, it's not just like, I just don't think kids these days, like, get it. They don't get, you know, no. back when you well, I mean, they're in the world of, of TikTok and 15 second <sighs> videos, you know, and like people who are famous because of TikTok and 15 TikTok. second videos. And so it's like craft is, is uh, I would say, um, a lot, not a lost cause with this generation, but it looks a lot different. You know, like I wouldn't consider an actor someone who just like makes sketches on a 15 second video, but that is what the culture is right now. So it's really interesting to kind of like, be like, no, but what we did was art. You know, like what, what happened back then, that was like the good stuff. Like they're right. on a whole different wavelength. Yeah. It's so bizarre. And I don't, you know, I'm 40. And so I keep thinking like, mm -hmm. don't be an old fart. Like, don't be, you know, this is an art. What is this? These young people are doing, but I'm sitting here watching it and I'm like, well, this is not art. Get a notebook. And you know, I'd, gosh, I'd rather you just sit in a coffee shop and smoke a cigarette if you were writing something. Like, <laughs> pick up smoking and go write. Stop TikToking. It's very different. Right, right. But what do you feel in your heart when you're like, I am a poet, I'm a writer, I'm doing mm. real art. How do yeah. you fit into this crazy? I mean, because you're doing amazing work and you're having, you. you're, you're killing it, but it's such a different style than, yeah. than poetry. Like how does how do these blend for you? Yeah. Well, I think I think about that all the time, um, especially within the Instagram space. Like I'm a poet, but I'm, but I'm also, you know, speaking to the body movement, you know, and also speaking to, you know, kind of being a model. And so it was Instagram really, that was like, you're not just a poet, you know, it was Instagram really where I had to kind of expand um, because I didn't always love the videos that I was a part of. And so I wouldn't post those on my social media channel. So it took people a while for them to be like, you're what you write like you're a poet like I thought you just modeled you know or I thought you were just and so it's really interesting because I'm always like who who am I this week in this space you know wow. and this week I think I'm very much so 
I think I continuously have to come back to, I'm an, I'm an artist, you know, like I love to speak. I love to keynote. Um, I love to model and things like that. But like at the end of the day, I am the, I'm an artist. So I'm going to put out poems that I feel like are needing to speak to what's happening right now and what people need to hear and experience. I'm an artist, which means how I'm going to post is not just to bring things so that people purchase things, but feel and experience things. And so I always, that's my thing is what I continue to come back to. And at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, pandemic, I had a, a interview and the way the woman posed it was like, I am, and you insert your own phrase, even when, especially then. And at that point, it was like, all my gigs were gone. I, I didn't know when I would be on stage again. And it was like, I am an artist, even when there's no stage to stand on, especially mm. then. And even more so now in this social media space where it's very just, you're just swiping and clicking and swiping and clicking and double tacking, double tapping. There's no, there's almost no room for artistry sometimes. And so for me, I think my goal is like, I want to slow the scroll a little bit, you know, like I want to, I want to create a pause. Um, if yeah, you do that for me, that, I always thank pause. You, thank you. <laughs> if that is my artistry, then, yes. then I'll take it in this space, you know? And so I think that's what it is for me as I continue to come back to, I'm an artist. So what does that mean in how I show up? What does that mean in how I present things? What does that mean in how I uh, speak towards things? Because there's a different way that I think artists have the ability to do that um, and coming to terms with that. Yeah. 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 And it's so funny because I feel this, and I don't know if you experienced this. I, mm-hmm. I've had a voice on social media for about 10 years. I've, I blogged mm-hmm. when, you know, before people mm-hmm. really started blog, I kind of hit it that way back when Facebook <laughs> saw everyone's post, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. back when there were no algorithms oh and once upon a time, once upon a time, but there's a part of me that is so, and this is where I'm not a good business person because I, I make my living coaching really. So it's, my relationships mm-hmm. are one-on-one um, social media used to be the way, but I have this resistance where I'm like, I can't be bothered with this audience because it's too big and they want too much and I can't <laughs> provide it, you know? And I, so I, my Instagram yeah. is just this like conglomerate of whatever I feel like posting. I'm very bratty about it. I love and- it. I think I'm starting to. So I really appreciate that because otherwise you get stuck in, well, the algorithm, well, I can't post until this time. Well, I post this because this is what gets traction. This is what gets like. And if that were the case, then I would only have swimsuit and bra pictures on my Instagram because people just like to see your body, you know? So yes. it's like, but I was like, I don't want to get trapped in just one conversation. So I kind of like your rebellious. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. And the, the bra and panty thing. So I'm, I'm training for a bodybuilding show. I've always been a big girl. I have all these yeah. beliefs around it. I don't care. I'm totally <laughs> be the body you want to be, but mm-hmm. I'm going through this thing. Like, can I morph my body? It's like an experiment. Mm-hmm. I do this all the time. Mm-hmm. The only post that anyone cares about are me in my bathing suit like has she yeah. done and you know and like yeah. 1000 like and I'm so that's like driving my hermitness <laughs> even more because I'm like you don't get to see my progress you yeah. don't get to see I ate peanut butter and ice cream yeah. and I'm not you don't get to see it you don't get to know me and it's so stupid yeah. because I got my foot in the door by being known by being a weird version of an artist by being a writer not a poet <laughs> not mm-hmm. a good poet writer <laughs> um and so where do you keep 
because you're, you're so good at saying what you feel and mm -hmm. connecting to your audience, but how do you keep something for yourself and how do you always stay in touch with who you are and, and what you're feeling and resting and all of that. And also yeah. doing such a great job communicating like you do. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is just finding the permission to step back, finding the permission to not have to post, um, finding the permission to just kind of, I've been saying protect my personhood. Um, mm. You know, so days where I water my plants, I do my laundry, I don't do my makeup, I don't shower. I'm in, you know, a sweater and some biker shorts, and I might pick up a book, I might go outside and read, you know, just like little spaces where I'm like, I can't, I think I'm, I come from, you know, uh, a generation of women who don't know how to stop. Um, I come from a generation of women who, um, have been like diagnosed chronically burnt out. Um, and I have always been very gentle, um, with that awareness of where I come from and who I come from and how to break that generational cycle almost, if you will, um, and taking back and reclaiming this space to rest, you know, like I am, I took a nap yesterday. That was partially because I started my period the next day. Um, but it was also like, I was tired, you know, and I needed to sleep. And so I was in between shoots and in between one, I took a nap for about 35 minutes and then I got up and ate food and then I continued on with the rest of my day. But I, I needed to sleep, you know, otherwise I, I would have gotten to the end of my day and had nothing left you know, for yeah. anyone. And so really finding that permission and that grace to rest um, and finding those days where you're like, the morning is slow. No one needs me. My emails do not need to be responded to right now, you know, um, and, and finding those spaces and permissions to um, like, I, I don't know where I, I think Sunday is when I said it, you know, protecting my personhood and being married has, has helped a lot with that because at the end of the day, like, I want to make sure I have time to be with my husband. I want to have, make sure like we have dinner. I want to make sure on the days that he's off, we kind of treat that like our, our weekends because he works predominantly weekends. So our Thursday, Friday are like our Friday or is like our Saturday and Sundays for us as a couple, you know, so I might schedule some work later in the day on a Thursday. And so really finding those spaces and permission of like, the work can't exist without, without you first being well, you know, and for without you first being a well, um, you know, to spill from and, and it has to be a full space, um, in order to, to do that and to be that. And so, um, yeah, that, and then also just like knowing there are some poems and some quotes that specifically go on Instagram. And then there's some that I keep for myself or I'm in the process of writing a book, you know, so there's a lot that I'll start writing for Instagram or for blogs or for whatever it may be. And then I'll be like, nope, I'm going to put this to the side, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm going to save this for a later moment. And it's so sweet to be able to do that and to have that permission. But then sometimes I'll like take a word or two and I'll put it on Instagram because I am kind of trying to gauge how people will respond to the book itself. Um, and so I'll throw a little bit in there, but really knowing when to reserve, um, space, time, healing for yourself is something I've been trying to really practice in this time. Yeah. You are so wise. I wish I had found you like, I don't know, 40 years ago when you weren't even born because like so much of what you just said, you said, I felt that I needed a nap yesterday. Yesterday I was looking at my bed and I was like, I need a nap. You cannot nap. 
do not lay down. Like I have a friend I joke with. He's always like, well, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm like, don't lay down. Cause like when he gets tired, <laughs> he's like, you like, yeah, then you stop. <laughs> and then it's like, I, I just, I had a friend who like, we worked together and at that space and time in my life, I was very much so a perfectionist, but to the point where I've stunted my ability to be uncomfortable um, or, or to mess up. And so he would tease me and, and almost make me like have to almost spill orange juice or, or little <laughs> things like that at work. And I'm like, can you leave me alone? Like, you're going to make me spill this. And he was like, okay. And, and so what if you do? And I'm like, then it spills. Then I gotta clean it up. Then I gotta make, and he's like, okay. And I was like, no, I don't like you, you know, because then it's like, okay. And then you rest it. And then you get up and you do whatever it is you need to do that day, you know? But like, I think for, for a lot of it is like, it can't, I'm very much so like, you got to keep going, you know, like if I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment. And my husband's like, well, let's just, let's sit down first, <laughs> you know, like, let's take a break. And I'm like, no, if I take a break, I may not get back up. And you're like, may never and get up I again. Don't, <laughs> right. And if I don't, that's okay in this moment until you are able to get back up, especially yes. now. I think there's so, 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 so much grace needed um, within this space. Like both my husband and I had a breakdown yesterday because we do really well with like, okay, this is our new norm. This is where we're at right now. This is how life is. But then we both like, he works at a coffee shop and it's extremely depressing because no one sits in a coffee shop anymore. You can't. And for me, it's like, I'm working from home. So I feel trapped all the time because I'm inside like a lot of other people. And so we both had a, had a moment where we had to, come to terms with our grief you know of right now of this space and I think the last time we did that was around our wedding you know and to acknowledge that we were excited to get married and to be married but that it wasn't how either of us expected or dreamed or planned or wanted this year and so we have these moments where we grieve separately um, and then we have these moments where we need to grieve together because it's causing arguments or it's causing tension <laughs> and we're like oh we're both not okay. And so we had like a little tidbit and then we sat in, in the living room, like kind of like where we reversed it, you know, cause we had gone to bed. I'd gone to bed early and I was upset and then he was upset and then we just laid there upset. And then we ended up in the living room and it kind of reversed the whole evening. And we ended up sitting up and talking, you know, for another hour of just like work is sad, you know? And I was like, I'm excited about the things I'm doing, but seeing mass you know there's still so many things that are like it still is weird you know and so we both had to sit and grieve um and then we tried again and we went back to bed you know um and those moments are necessary grace so 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 much grace for yourself and for each other is necessary right now so if that means you need to take a nap in the middle of the day and you may not get to the rest of your to-do list I 100% recommend because it will just be a stored up space for later, you know, and you'll crash later. So crash now, you know, heal now, um, process now and, and allow yourself that space. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you also mentioned, you know, you watched your family, I guess, kind of rush around and, you know, Mm -hmm. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree, but for me, it's like, I never saw that and thought, oh, that's kind of crazy pants. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And instead I just like (laughs) absorbed it. I'm like, don't lay down, you know, be a freak. Absolutely. Yeah. And I did for a while, you know, until my mom's, um, until her burnout got really bad and, and she would warn me, you know, like you are a lot like me. 
Um, and you have to be careful that you, I very, remember very distinctly, she said, you have to be careful that you don't get to this place. So I guess that gave me permission to rest, you know, in ways that she couldn't, um, and really be about that, that generational breaking, if you will, of like, no, I want my daughter to work hard. I want my kids, our, our kids one day to work hard and to be their best, but I also want them to find the permission to rest if they need to um, and not have to show up or not have to turn on, which is like something I think I felt I had to do a lot as a kid. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the word grace. What does grace mean to you in this particular climate? politically and and racially and mm. all of it like how what does the word grace mean to you I know I know as a black yeah. woman this is not new mm. to you your experience and everything mm. that's happened since say February but for white people mm. white women were a mm. lot of us have been clueless and mm. and unsure and mm. now it's just a lot of lost you know a lot of of, so the word grace is is always one that gives me pause because it's like how much grace do I give myself and how much Mm -hmm. grace do um I I give others and it's Mm -hmm. just such a tough climate right now in this country and Mm -hmm. in the world especially with a pandemic I mean unbelievable unbelievable time yeah I mean, there's a lot of, there's a few different definitions, you know, for grace and, and, um, a more spiritual space. It's, um, you know, unmerited favor, um, from God, from the divine, from however you clarify that. Um, but there, I think where I've sat with it these days is the space, um, like grace permits a space right now in the conversations of cancel culture, um, there is no grace or space for people to really learn anything um mm-hmm. there is no grace or space for people to actually grow um it's just this you're done it's over you know like there's no room there's no space for any change to actually happen i'm um, seeing for us as as people you know like being intentional with where my husband is at at work and the fact that I don't have to, I may not have to deal with people all day, but he, he does, you know, have to interact and in ways that are, are sometimes uncomfortable and for So having this space and grace and empathy to understand him and to be aware of what he experiences all day while also, you know, being aware of what I experience all day. And so I think right now grace is a space and in that space is what, what is needed here. Is it room um, to process? Is it room to grieve? Is it understanding? Is it empathy? Um, and really sitting in those spaces of grace and of whatever needs to happen. But I think, especially within the racial pandemic, if you will, in this in this um, awakening that is happening for a lot of people, um, it's very disorienting. I kind of have adapted it with it. Everyone is waking up from a nap, um, and usually when that happens, it's like you're disoriented. What year is it? Am I? Is it the same day? Is it a different day? You know, like it's extremely like overwhelming, and so. For someone who is like, oh, I, I've lived this, you know, like I have a brother who 
who is chocolate and tall and a dad who is six foot four and big and has always like will walk by cars and I'll hear doors locked. Like it's very real things that I've never been um, able to sleep to. Um, so this is not an awakening for me. This is a reminding, um, right. but it's still in that space. It is an awakening for a lot of other people um, and allowing there to be space to like come to you. Are you aware of where you're at? Are you aware of what's happening now? Giving space and grace in the room to act accordingly to the new information and and to the new um, new awakening that, that has been for a lot of people, you know. And so I think a lot of it for me in this time is grace is a space, and in that space, what where does growth happen? Um, where does understanding happen? Um, where does empathy happen? And 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 filling it with those things. Yeah. That's beautiful. Grace is a space. Yeah. Um, the awakening, right. I mean, my good friend, my, one of my five black friends, I'll go ahead and just say it. What <laughs> she, you know, she said awakening, this has been our life. You know, this yeah. has been our experience and, um, you know, grace in, in that term, like and I'm not to put words in your mouth, but the amount of grace that, you know, you probably give on a daily basis during this whole awakening, when you want to just give an eye roll and a face plant <laughs> and be like, are we, are you, did you seriously say that? You know, how have you not known? Of course you've uh-huh. known, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I can't imagine the grace that you provide <laughs> the mm. space on a daily. Mm. So but I appreciate all your posts and your work Thank and the you. grace you, you post for everything. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your merch that you're launching because that's my kids love that word. They're like, ma, when can I get merch? And I'm like, what do you, what do you need merch for? <laughs> Yeah, sorry. What is your business? Yeah. Well, um, I, so I've had like a few, usually I would bring them to shows and events and things like that. So prints and t-shirts and, and different things like that. And right now they've been beforehand, they were through like all these different brands and small businesses who I loved working with, but there was no streamline to it. And I've been learning a lot within the pandemic of like, okay, we just need to bring everything here you know like as an artist I'm like just like things everywhere and so I'm like we need a my left brain kicks in and my oldest child kicks in and so I'm like okay organization streamline like here we go (laughs) and so finding a streamlined space so everything is through Shopify and then through um, a small drop ship boutique that I found that's woman owned and I really love and so there are mats their prints, their mugs, their t-shirts, their totes, um, their baby onesies. Um, and a lot of them say like, darling, you are magic. Um, there are some quotes on there as well that you can download or quotes that come as like physical, like prints um, that I have as well that you can put up on your walls and things like that. Um, and yeah, they're just like fun. Um, I think as an artist, I'm always thinking of like, okay, how can I have ways that connect people back to me, especially here virtually, um, and back to these words that I want them to literally or physically hold on to. And so you can find them on my website. Um, we also have like hoodies and then I'll like probably be like introducing little things as the holidays come of like candles and things like that. You can gift people um, because I know, you know, the holidays are coming up and I think they'll look very different this year, you know, just yeah. for a lot of different reasons. And so I know for me, 
And I want to be really intentional about the gifts that I give and like why I'm giving them and um, what I'm hoping to convey in the giving. And so I hope that for some of you, um, it feels like that is a good thing to do. So, yes, yes. So one more question. This Mm -hmm. podcast is called the same 24 hours, meaning that we all have the same 24 hours in our day. And it's what we do in this 24 hours, naps included, that <laughs> leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. So I like to ask my guest, what is something that you do on a daily basis, like a cons- consistent every day, 20, that makes your 24 hours better because you do this practice or this habit? Yeah, um, I tend to always wake up and do some type of movement. Um, whether that's like a dance class I saw on YouTube or a hit class I saw on YouTube or just like I'm going to lay out my yoga mat and do some stretching and some flow and allow myself to breathe and movement really helps. So either that's at the beginning of the day or a walk with my husband at the end of the day. I'm having some type of like reminder to come back into my physical body and kind of some gratitude for the way that it holds me um, for the day. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Arielle, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.